Howdy guys, I'm Aiden of Blue Couch Productions, and welcome to the 41st ever episode of Aiden on Anchor, the show where I tell you about my life story, as well as my journey with this cool little app called Anchor. It is currently February 7th, 2020, at 7.46pm, and it's been a while for me recording this podcast. I know for you guys, it's been pretty consistent as far as uploads are concerned, but that's because I recorded a huge backlog of episodes in January, and they've been coming out. But I haven't actually recorded this podcast in about a month or so, and I think that just has to come down to with how busy I've been. I'm looking for a job right now. I'm trying to get a little bit of side income while I do this YouTube stuff. I get through phases like that where I'm like, man, wouldn't it be nice to have money and build a little bit of credit and eventually move out one day? Like, Thoughts like that enter my head at around this time of year, and so, you know, I'm looking at places, I'm trying to get hired somewhere, I'm doing interviews. We'll see how that goes. I'm uh, I'm not anywhere yet, but I'm, you know, working toward that. So, I've been busy with all that sort of stuff, so that's why you haven't been uh, getting, at least from my end, me recording these episodes. But today, I want to talk about a huge, huge concept in terms of growing on YouTube or any other social media platform, whether you're a content creator, I don't care who you are, small channel, big channel, a mega channel, I think this topic can help anybody. And that is the idea of value proposition. Now, of course, with me being the type of guy I am at 300 subs, I have nowhere mastered this at all. In fact, I kind of figured out about it from a uh, channel called Think Media, Sean Cannell. Uh, he does a lot of tips and tricks about YouTube stuff. And he was doing this uh, live stream, critiquing people's channels, uh, watching a lot of content. And really a theme that he had throughout doing this was just discovering that a lot of channels' value proposition wasn't really that good and it didn't stand out. And because of that, they weren't getting the growth that they needed. All right, Aiden, so you've thrown around the big word value proposition a lot. What does it actually mean? Well, like the literal definition is straight up, I'm looking at investopedia.com, and it says a value proposition refers to the value a company promises to deliver to customers should they choose to buy their product. A value proposition is also a declaration or of intent or a statement that introduces a company's brand to consumers by telling them what the company stands for how it operates, and why it deserves their business. So it's just a business term, right? Like, if you went to a, a, an economics class in high school, I'm sure you've heard the term value proposition before. And I'm sure your teacher was like, all right, class, turn to page three in chapter four so we can talk about value proposition. It's not a very sexy topic. I'm well aware. It's not a very exciting topic. I get that, right? But I'm talking about this specifically because... A lot of creators could really look toward trying to make their value proposition as best as possible so that whether you're a new person or a longtime fan watching a channel, you can get the most out of what you're watching and what you're creating. Whether you do it as a hobby or for a business as well. But let's dig a little bit deeper to the idea of value proposition. Let's kind of take it out of business because business is kind of boring and, and let's kind of transition that into media. And media is interesting because media, you don't need it to survive. You don't need cable to live, right? You don't need a Spotify premium account to exist. 
it's very much a, a leisurely activity. You know, you don't have to do it. But even even in the even in the scope of leisurely activities, it's insane how many forms of media compete for your attention at any given moment. Media as a whole is probably the biggest it's ever been. And it's just because there's so many different things vying for our attention at any point. You have TV. You have radio. You have films. You have magazines. You have video games. Streaming services like Netflix. And even social media content like YouTube, Twitter, and all that sort of stuff. A billion different people are like, please watch our stuff. So the question is, how does a viewer decide what to watch? How does a viewer sift through all that and be like, I want to watch a film or I want to watch a TV show or I want to watch this YouTuber? How do they make decisions like that? And a lot of people will try to overcomplicate it and be like, oh, the algorithm or like, oh, the marketing budget or oh, like whatever. Like they'll blame it on a thousand different things. But actually it's relatively simple. The reason a viewer picks a certain form of media to watch has all to do with what it offers them. What value does it give the viewer? And I want to get into some examples here. Why would somebody watch Game of Thrones? And if you're a Game of Thrones fan, you can go ahead and participate. Uh, start start answering. Why, why do you like Game of Thrones? Why would you watch Game of Thrones? And you might say things like, oh, because I love the production value. I love the setting. I love the lore. I love the world building. I love the characters. I love the drama, the writing. I want to see where it goes. I'm invested. I have coworkers who talk about it every day, and I want to be a part of the crowd. It's popular, and I got to see what this popular thing does and how it works. There's a thousand reasons why you might want to watch Game of Thrones. And because you have a thousand different reasons, Game of Thrones offers you more value than other shows like it. Game of Thrones offers you, the viewer, so much value that you're like, I'm picking this one. That's what I'm watching. Let's take it out of TV. What about music? Why would you listen to Ariana Grande? I like her voice. I like her genre. I like her songwriting, what she talks about in a film. Or in a film. In an album. <laughs> I'm crazy. Uh, I like following her journey from album to album. I like watching her grow. I like the fact that she posts hot pics on Instagram. I need wank material. That's the value Ariana Grande offers you. And she's a master at it. She does it better than nobody else can. And that's why people prefer Ariana Grande over like some girl named Ariana in Mexico who makes music as well. Because her value proposition just isn't as high. You don't offer that much. Now, let's take it out of TV. Take it out of music. Let's head into YouTube. And YouTube's interesting because there's so many different kinds of content. So many different kinds of niches and markets. How does a viewer choose which of the 10,000 Let's Play channels to watch? The market is so oversaturated. They're hit with a thousand different channels and videos being recommended to them at once. How does a viewer make a decision like that? Again, the answer is the channels that they watch have a good value proposition. I like their personality. I like the types of games they play. Their audio quality is unmatched. Their thumbnails stand out from the pack. They upload consistently. They make a promise to me as a viewer 
and they uphold that promise. Ta-da! <laughs> That's why people watch those Let's Play channels, you know? And value proposition can come in many different forms. I've already kind of listed a lot of those reasons, but I want to kind of dig deeper into those reasons, right? Production value is valuable to people because if your show looks better than anybody else's and it looks professional, the people are more inclined to watch it. Personality is one. PewDiePie, number one subscribed YouTuber, doesn't have that great production value. Value. His camera isn't the best. You know, his editing ain't the best. He doesn't cover every game, right? He didn't even play a whole lot of games. He does meme content now. Why do people watch PewDiePie? What value does PewDiePie have if his production value isn't good? Because his personality is unlike no other human being on planet Earth. And so people choose PewDiePie because they're like, man, that personality, that commentary, that content, nobody quite does it like he can. And he plays to those strings. You'll notice PewDiePie does a lot of like personality type content. He's not going to do like a bazillion Let's Plays. He'll do some occasional ones here. But he plays towards his strings. He reacts to stuff a lot. He reacts to YouTube videos. He reacts to memes. He's giving himself the best chance to showcase that personality because that is his key strength above all else. Or what about a channel like Northern Lion? And this is, this is one from Zach that I didn't even know about. But this dude's a crazy example. This guy, when Binding of Isaac came out, did Binding of Isaac videos every day for years. Years. He would do one Binding of Isaac video every day, same time, same place, and he would just continue to do them. He had different things to talk about each time. His runs would get progressively better. But imagine what value that is for a viewer. Say Binding of Isaac is your favorite game of all time. You love Binding of Isaac. And here's a dude that's playing Binding of Isaac every day for like four or five years. You have so much content to watch. That dude's so consistent that you can build a habit, a behavioral habit of going to Northern Lion, seeing the new Binding of Isaac video, and then like subscribing. Like That's huge value, consistency. That's another thing consistency how often do you upload and how often do you stick to that promise promises are huge in youtube because promises is what builds trust and engagement in your audience if you promise one weekly smash highlight and you post it every week for years you will build an audience no matter how good or bad those smash highlights are i promise you i promise you if your promise is Daily gaming videos. And I would get more specific. I wouldn't just do every game. I'd be like, daily Pokemon videos. And you do that for three or four years, and you continue to get better, no matter how bad your production quality is or your personality, I promise you, you will succeed. Because you have a promise, you said that promise, and you delivered time and time and time again. That's valuable. You're offering such a strong value proposition to anybody who might want to watch your content. And that sticks. I want to get real out there now. 
I want to talk about a channel called Vacuum Wars. Aiden, what are you... Vacuum Wars? It's very simple. All this man does, no lie, is review vacuums and, like, Roomba and other smart vacuums. Occasionally, he'll review, like, an air humidifier. And you must be thinking to yourself, oh, God. This must be the most boring content on planet Earth. Why does this exist? Who watches this? Why should I watch it? And those are all good questions. And I saw this dude's channel and I recommended. Vacuum Wars, he's reviewing a Roomba? Like, oh, okay. I'm morbidly curious, you know? I like seeing new content on the platform. I like to give a chance to a lot of different creators. And I click on it. And I looked at the view count. I'm like, oh, damn. 100K? And I look at his subs. I'm like, oh, damn. This guy has an audience. Why does he have an audience? And I watched a video of his, and it turns out, like, in terms of vacuum review content, it's actually pretty entertaining and pretty thorough. How thorough are we talking about? Dude literally <laughs> has, like, a pickup test where he'll have, like, a little bit of carpet, and he'll put, like, a gram of sand into, like, the carpet, and he'll see if the vacuum can pick it up. He has another one where it's, like, a general pickup test where he puts, like, a bunch of different sizes and things. Like, you know how you watch, like, Home Shopping Network? Or whatever. And they'll, and, they'll, and they'll do like tests with products. He does that. He goes extreme. He tests like the vacuum's airflow. He, do, he has like a crevice test. Or like let's say you have hardwood floors. And there's like crevices between each plank. And a lot of different things can get stuck in there. He has a test to see whether the vacuum can pick it up. He is so thorough in these vacuum reviews. And comparisons. And is entertaining along the way. Oh shoot. Turns out like there's an audience of people who will watch that. He's consistent as well, which helps, you know, and it builds a level of trust. It builds a level of thoroughness of like, man, if I ever need to know what type of vacuum to buy and I'm in no way in shape in the market for a vacuum, I'll know. I got to check out Vacuum Wars to see what his opinion of it was on. You know, like our opinions on products was just like word of mouth back in the day or like a commercial. Oh, wow. This dude eats Jiffy peanut butter. I gotta go out and get Jiffy peanut butter because celebrities said so. Or, man, everybody in the neighborhood's eating the buttercrisp apples. I gotta go out and buy a buttercrisp apple today. You know? Or it could be price. Or it could be a bazillion things. Nowadays, though, with the internet and how many people are on it, it's surprising how much say this random dude has on vacuum wars. <laughs> That leads people to actually purchasing vacuums. It's insane the amount of influence and power he has. And the reason he does is because he has an insane value proposition. Nobody's going to do it better than vacuum wars. He took a niche that wasn't very competed with. Didn't have a lot of competition. And he just went balls to the walls 100% and dominated. And that's the thing too. Like turns out another, another value proposition you could offer is covering things that aren't covered as much. My friend Zach has a channel called Your Everyday Nerd, but back in the day, it used to be called Zack Snyder Productions. And one of his series on there was Recap, where he would recap uh, the events in a film, and then you give a little, like, review on it, basically. And the first couple of recaps he did was on the Final Destination series. It used to be kind of popular horror films. They kind of dropped off in quality. And he just recapped all of them. And at the time, the videos were okay, and even going back to watch it now, the videos are kind of bad. They're not all that great. 
not that very entertaining at all. But you'll notice if you look at those videos that those views have insane amounts of views on them. Why do they have that many views? Turns out nobody was covering them. <laughs> Turns out there were uh, like a ton of Final Destination fans who was like, man, I really want some Final Destination content on YouTube. And though they would search it up and they'd see Zach's recap video. And despite the fact that the video was 30 minutes, despite the fact it didn't have the best production value, despite the fact that Zach's personality wasn't on display, despite the fact that it really wasn't even a review, he was just talking about the movie from event to event, despite all of that, the videos found an audience because the value was that nobody else was covering it. And Zach took advantage of that. And that's huge. And so I say all this to you all right now because I want you guys to be able, if you're a content creator, if you do this for fun, if you do it to try to grow, if you're trying to do it as a business, no matter where you're at, I really want you guys to ask the question, what is my value proposition? What is it? And we've already discussed the many different forms of it. It could be your consistency. It could be your production value. It could be your personality. It could be your promise. It could be your thoroughness. It could be a bazillion things. It could be your humor, your comedy, whatever. Find out what your value proposition is, what your promise is to people who click on your channel and go all in on that. Because once you find that value proposition and you find what's hitting and what works, all it takes now is just doing it over and over again. And that's just putting in the reps. That's just putting in the experience. But I find so often that a lot of people who are new to YouTube or who are struggling or have no idea what they're doing and they're wondering why they're not growing, one of the key reasons is that their value proposition is awful. You'll go to their channel and the name gives you no idea about what type of content it is. You look at the banner and it's like a bazillion pictures and none of them make sense or it's a brand name that doesn't make sense. You go to their about page and it's empty, you know? You go look at their videos and you see like, oh, there's a movie review here, there's a vlog here, there's a music video here. And so you're just left confused. You understand what type of content you're making, but do new people understand what type of content you're making? If a stranger landed on your channel right now and they had no idea what you're about, would they be able to tell, number one, what do you do and what your promise is? Would they be able to tell? Honestly, would they be able to tell? For most people, the answer is no. And so most people just leave. There will be the few who give, who give your content a shot, who are very trusting, and they might stick around. And your content might be amazing. But if the value proposition isn't there, why would they stick around, you know? And so this is the type of questions that, like, I'm thinking about right now. I do a bunch of different content on the internet. I do this podcast, Twitch streams, YouTube podcast. I worked on a monthly Battle League channel, Lions Hunter Gaming. I have my hands in so many different things now. And I'm going through my projects as well. I'm like, is my value proposition there? And for some it is. For others it isn't. And so I'm like, oh crap, I really need, I really need to get my game together. But like, there are certain ideas and projects that I'm working on that I could tell you the value proposition of right away, and it would make sense. 
Like one of the strongest ones that I'm involved in right now is another YouTube podcast. Just based off the name, what would you think? Oh, it's probably a YouTube podcast. And it is. You look at the episodes. You click on an episode. You're like, it's a one-stop shop for everything and anything related to YouTube. And that's pretty much what the show is. We give YouTube advice. We talk about our life story. We say one video every week on Sunday. And then it's just a matter of consistency. And that's what we do. It's very simple. Very easy to understand. Doesn't take a lot of forethought. You can look at our uploads and how consistent a lot of them are. We don't really post that often anymore. But you get the idea. And so, like, people are able to, like, invest in that. They understand the value of that. And they sign on. Obviously, we should be doing it more. <laughs> but you get the idea. Uh... Another one, Lions Honor Gaming. The tagline of what Lions Honor Gaming should be is daily Let's Play content. I would like it to be a bit more specific, obviously, but we just cover so many games, it's hard for that to really be. But the idea of LHG is very simple. It's five people in a bunch of different pairings, playing games, and you get one video a day. That's what it should be. And obviously, it's not that because videos... Uh, don't come out as quickly as they should. There's huge gaps in uploads. The type of games that we play uh, cannot be very like YouTube friendly a lot of the time. Uh, but the idea is there. The idea and the foundation is there. Now it's simply like, all right, we got to build off the foundation. We got to execute better, etc. You can't execute unless the value proposition is there. You go to the about page. Do you like Epic Gamer content? Lions Honor Gaming is a group of entertainers who love Let's Playing Games. Hosted by Aiden, Jay, Kyle, Parker, and Zach, each member brings something unique to the channel with their own individual taste. That's the channel, honestly. The only thing I would add would be like a promise for uploads, but obviously we don't really stick to that, so I understand why we don't. Zach's new channel is a great example of offering really good value proposition. You click on Zach's channel, your everyday nerd. Okay, what does that mean, though? All right? You go to his banner, though. Your everyday nerd, daily nerd culture reviews. That's it. That's what the show's about. That's what the channel is about. And you click on the videos tab and what do you see? Daily nerd culture reviews. A lot of them. A lot, a lot, a lot of them. You have to go down like a, a, a good portion to get to the old ZSP stuff, which aren't exactly nerd culture. Some of it is. Some of it isn't. Uh, but that's the promise. You go to the about page. Welcome to Your Everyday Nerd. Hosted by Zack Snyder, Your Everyday Nerd is a daily comedy review show dedicated to the multifaceted world of nerd culture. Join Zack as he navigates his way through the history of Japanese cinema, the vast NES gaming library, the world of nostalgia-filled family films, and even the occasional budget nerdy mill. On the end, there's no telling what we'll see next. So Zack still does a lot of different content, but he put it under a show, under a format that made sense to people and required no guesswork on the viewer's part. You see your everyday nerd, daily nerd culture reviews, you watch a video, you like the video, you sub, and that's it. The value proposition is so easy to understand. So simple. And Zach keeps delivering on that, which obviously, you know, consistency. Uh, then that channel will continue to grow. One of the only things <laughs> that I do that I'm really not that good at with value proposition is my own channel. <laughs> Aiden on Anchor is pretty good, right? I tell you about my life story. 
and my journey with this cool little app about Anchor every week, pretty consistent for the most part. My Twitch streams, I stream two times a week, play games that I enjoy. You get to hang out, pretty easy. We already talked about LHG in the YouTube podcast. Even Monthly Battle League, had I continued to do it, has a pretty easy value proposition of like, yeah, weekly competitive league content, you know? Obviously, I'd word it a little different, but you get the idea. But Blue Couch Productions is the one thing that I do where the value proposition is so bad <laughs> that I guarantee you it's holding back some of my growth. And I, I'm trying to figure out a good way to change it. Uh, but to give you an idea, like let's say you go to my channel, Blue Couch Productions, and you have no idea who I am. This is this is an example of like a bad value proposition. And I'm, I'm doing this just to kind of give you an idea. You go to my channel, Blue Couch Productions. You have no idea what I do. What does that name tell you? Oh, is he a furniture guy? That's, that's weird. <laughs> okay. Productions. What kind of productions? Maybe maybe it's like films and short skits. Then you go to the banner. And you see blue, like the word blue, a couch and socials. Didn't really help you, right? Like, uh, I, I guess. I mean, that is a blue couch, you know? And I guess these are productions. They didn't really tell you anything. You know, it's very, doesn't really have a promise in there. You go to the about page. Howdy y'all, I'm Aiden of Blue Catch Productions and welcome to my YouTube channel. This is the home of Back to the Video Games. Oh, I get it now. He does Back to the Video Games. Wait, what's Back to the Video Games? Back to the Video Games is a weekly show hosted by Aiden Matthews. Each episode covers a video game related topic. Whether it's a review, a top 10, or something entirely different, the show has something for anyone who loves gaming. I get it now. So now let me go to the videos and see, oh, God. I mean, some of these are back to the video games. I get what he was talking about, but like, what's this Gulf War video? What's the Quest for Soccer video? What's the Star Wars films ranked? What's this, a channel update, an anniversary video, the MCU movies, a Pokemon Direct reaction? What even on earth is April Jules Day and Get Dusted DW? And that's only the 2019 stuff. If you want to go down even further to 2018 and 2017, what's this, Let's Plays? What's the streams, vlogs, old content, <laughs> questions on the couch? And I can imagine if you have no idea who I am and you see this, you're just going to you're just gonna be confused. You're going to be like, what the f- these are nice thumbnails, I guess, but I don't know why I'd want to watch this. My value proposition is awful on Blue Couch Productions. And it got a little bit better when I introduced back to the video games, but, like, still, there's a lot that I could improve. For starters, making back to the video games more consistent in the main content and not doing all these other forms of content would help tremendously. What would also help is literally using the banner and the bottom of the banner to offer a promise, to offer some sort of value. And even extend that a little bit better into the about page to give you an idea. The thing is, Blue Couch Productions, despite the fact that it's not like a, a very specific name, can work. This channel icon can work. But I should be using the other pieces like the banner, the about page, and these other projects to do a better job at letting people know what do I do and actually delivering on that. That's the other problem. I don't deliver, you know? So that's a really bad case of value proposition. So I'm trying to figure out how to improve that, how to work on that, how to make that better, etc. So yeah, that's pretty much what I wanted to talk about here. Again, if you're listening to this at home, and, and let's say you don't even want this YouTube to be big for you, right? Let's say you're just doing it as a hobby. This is still an important concept for you because what is the value in making a channel as a hobby? Because you love doing it. 
So now you know, okay, well, I love doing it. Now every video that you make should have the sole purpose of it being fun for you. If you're not out there to get views, if you're not out there to, to do engaging topics, if you're not out there trying to grow or build a brand, and your only thing is like, I want to do it for fun, then now you know. Every video you do, what's the value proposition? It's fun for me to do and deliver on that. If it's trying to grow, then that's where things get a little bit more complicated. Then it's like, all right, what's the promise? What am I offering? How can I deliver on that, etc.? Really figure that out. Ask yourself, what is the value proposition of my channel? And am I doing the best job at delivering that promise? And if you're not, work on that. But if you don't have anything at all and you're just experimenting, like first off, learn. Take all the time you need to learn. Like if you're new to YouTube and you have no idea, like keep trying to grow and try new things. I think that's way more important. But once you figured it out, then that's when I'd be like, all right, I've made a hundred videos. I kind of understand how the technical aspect of YouTube goes. You know, now I need to figure out how to, how to really get that value proposition down. And I think that'll help a lot of people, a lot of people, because so many people, you go to their channel and you have no idea what they're about. What do they do and what value do they offer? Imagine if your favorite TV show just didn't upload one week. Imagine if your favorite TV show decided to change it up. Like imagine you're watching Game of Thrones one week and the next week it's a cooking show. Imagine if Ariana Grande went to do like a folk song. You'd be understandably pissed, right? But we don't view it that way as creators. We're just trying to do things. Try to look into how the viewer is thinking. Try to think like a viewer who has so many options bombarded at them. How can you make your content stand out? How can you do the best job possible at offering the most value? Whether that's a tutorial, whether you try to be entertaining, whether it's comedy, and even doing things like making the banner have a promise, getting the about page to let people know what you do, even going to your other socials and being like, yo, I'm the fucking back to the video games guy and going 100% on that. I promise it'll be a lot more helpful than trying scattershot everything see what sticks right and if you're experimenting go ahead but obviously you get the idea i've been talking for way too long i hope you enjoyed this episode of a non anchor let me know your thoughts about it somewhere on the internet and hey if you want to follow me check in the description below where i uh, do all those projects that i talked about maybe you can even check out my channel blue couch productions if you want to donate to the podcast you can there's a little donate button up there special thanks to jay the zoomster for donating and uh, yeah, that'll be it for me. I've been Aiden of Blue Catch Productions, and I'm signing off. Bye-bye.